0: Vegas, everybody. Uh, it's Glenn Rockney here. I uh, just wanted to get a few takes off before uh, first round tomorrow, or I'm sorry, Thursday. It's not tomorrow yet. This episode will be coming out tomorrow, but uh, Thursday is the draft. I think this is a special draft, man. It, it's crazy because I get super excited about the draft no matter when it is, like no matter what year it's in. I'm, it's one of my favorite sporting events of the year uh Raiders rarely make the playoffs in my lifetime so I think when they are good uh when they are good the draft will mean a little bit less to me but uh for right now it's it's a sign of new hope and stuff like that uh it's it's time for me to get excited um I am traditionally a pessimist and I I believe that the uh Al Davis and Reggie McKenzie drafting Raiders have made me that way (laughs) um so I I do always get a little kind of anxious when the draft comes, um, for good and bad reasons. But uh, let's just go through some of the rumors I've been hearing. Uh, a lot of a lot of media talk and I and I hope I, I hope this is just kind of a smokescreen because they are in a the Raiders are in a place at pick twelve where teams can try to get and get still get a quarterback, um, still get one of the tackles that slips out of the top ten. Uh, even a wide receiver, which is the Raiders, I'd say, second biggest need uh, next to starting cornerback. Uh, but I think some teams are going to want to get to 12 and maybe try to get a Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs. And uh, I don't necessarily think the Raiders should keep a stronghold on there. But uh, if they do really like one of those top three, stay there. You got another pick you can play with at 19. If they are really – you see the rumors about Mike Mayock loving C.D. Lamb, uh and then all of a sudden you know Vic Tafer, which I don't know if he knows something or not uh, uh, he's probably the most knowledgeable person on the Raiders as far as uh, intel goes but that that we have access to as fans but I don't know if he was just speculating that Gruden likes Rugs more I I think that's fair to say probably but I, I think Gruden kind of likes Judy a lot personally but uh, if Gruden likes Rugs, Rugs is the pick I guess is the way Vic put it so um a lot of Rugs is polarizing. I'm I'm fine with them, but um, nonetheless, if their guy is there at 12, stay there and take them. Um, play around with that 19 pick. Uh, a lot of people want to trade down and get a second, which I I do want a second round pick. I really that's one of my biggest goals out of the Raiders draft. Other than a particular getting a particular player or filling a particular need, is getting a pick in the second round. So I would like to see them try to get in the second round, but you can do that with 19, even if you don't get a second round pick. You can get a, a fourth, third round pick, which at that point it's completely on you if you want to get in the second round. You have four thirds; you could still trade one of those, maybe two of them, if you want to get high up in the second, and it'll be fine. So it it, it depends on what they want. I think Mayock really values the second round, so I do think he's going to try his best to do it. But if if they really like C.D. Lamb, if if him and Gruden are consensus good on cd lamb which is a possibility i see a lot of debates going it's a possibility that they both love cd lamb and maybe mayock is just the guy out there saying he likes it since he's perceived to be the guy who makes the picks which i'll get to that later i still find it really funny that nobody really knows i mean like again i I trust vic tafer but nobody really knows who makes the pick um one one rumor they keep putting uh and i see this in a lot of mock drafts and Mark Johnson, people who do talk around the league, so I guess there's something to it, or maybe there was a smokescreen put out, but the Jordan Love rumors I don't get, and uh I don't know how I feel about him either if he was if he was the pick at twelve or nineteen, because I don't love him as a as a prospect, and I don't hate him as a prospect, because there is that that little percent chance where it does all work in the NFL and he just becomes like the next Brett Favre. Um, He's definitely of like the Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, hero ball kind of mold. But he is an alpha. He's an alpha at the fucking position, man. If you watch that Utah State film, he looks like he's going to throw through a cornerback. He's like, oh, you're covering him? No, I'm going to throw through your fucking chest, dude. This is going to go through the wide receiver. Um, Not a great approach, but I'm hoping that could be molded into something. Uh, Problem with that is I don't know if Gruden's the guy to mold a rookie quarterback. He has not proven to ever do it in his career. So... I don't necessarily think he wants to start right now. Um, we'll put it to you this way. I, I think Mariota might be his developmental quarterback. I, I get that he's near the same age as Carr, one year apart of him in terms of league service, but don't you think that maybe Gruden wants Mariota to be his little pet project? He's going to give Carr one more year say, look, man, I didn't see an upgrade over you in the offseason, a realistic one. The Brady thing was never going to happen. I didn't see an upgrade over you. Gonna keep Marcus over here. Don't fuck up this year, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Run around, roll outside, and throw it at your offensive lineman's feet on fourth down. Don't do any of that shit. I want you to find Zay Jones over the middle, okay? I find that this year because I got a guy that maybe can. I I got Marcus Mariota. Um, I don't see why they bring in Marcus Mariota if they thought he was just going to be insurance. I know that's that's a popular take going around the people who love Derek Carr. They think it's oh, it's insurance. So that way we don't have 2016 all over again. Um. I think they don't think 2016 is going to happen again. <laughs> that's that's kind of the reason that Carr is not given a super long leash this year. But I don't I don't think Mariota by design is meant to play this year. I don't. He's not meant to. I'm just saying after this year, he does have an option to where he can make starting quarterback money in 2021. Should they get rid of Carr, which would cost them nothing. They don't. I don't think they'd have any dead money after this. I think Carr would only have one more year left on his deal, anyways. So. I don't think Jordan. I don't think Gruden has any. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Gruden has any interest in a in a in a Jordan love. Maybe. Maybe he likes him as a prospect, but I don't. I don't think that's where he wants to go with pick twelve and nineteen. I I think he wants to get more explosive in terms of uh skill positions like wide receiver, and then you know on, maybe on defense. I think he'd like to split it one and one if that was him. Uh I don't. I I'm sure he'd love two wide receivers in the first round, but I I think he knows you got to play defense. His he knew where his bread was buttered in Tampa um that was with that defense he he wasn't uh blind to that i don't think but uh i mean look I'll put, I'll put it this way a lot of these quarterbacks when they go on uh when they go on their adult websites they like to type in the search bar they like to type in they like to find some young you know they like to teeter that age of consent line with what they search uh you know they like to get the youngest possible quarterback get that fifth year option right they like to cite ter- maybe type in some amateur shit in there gruden goes straight for the milfs Gruden grows straight for the guys who goes who've been in the game for a little bit and uh, played a long time in terms of football years. We gotten a little dinged up in the past, but he likes that seasoned veteran. He likes he likes the milfs, man. Marcus Mariota is a milf to John Gruden, and I, I think I think that's what he's got going on right now. I think. He thinks Mariota is his next Gannon. I think he likes a quarterback that he could roll out and uh, a quarterback that throws well, well on the run. I don't even like Marcus Mariota that much, but that is his strength if, if there is one. Um, and then, you know, if he doesn't like what he sees out of it either of I them in mean, the offseason workouts, there's no problem with next year. If you do end up building through this draft, this really important draft, if you end up building a couple more uh, – at least more depth and, and – a little bit more explosiveness on your team then next year if Carr ends up being the weak link that i i think he's going to end up being you go all in next year and then you still have Mariota. like it's not a bad it's not a bad situation to be in i know everybody wanted the instant upgrade not everybody but a lot of people i talked to wanted the instant upgrade over car this year um yeah, the Cam Newton situation is interesting. I don't know if that was ever a system fit. I don't think that even crossed Gruden's mind, honestly. But uh yeah, it, as far as Jordan Love goes and god please don't draft Justin Herbert. Um one big situation that would just kill me. There's two There's two situations that would completely fuck up the draft for me. <laughs> I'd be mad. I, and that's crazy because there were a lot more in the other, in years past. There were a lot more players where I said, please don't take this guy. I felt like it was almost double digits at times. There's only two guys this year where I just won't be able to see it. Jordan Love's not even one of them. Jordan Love, you could you could talk me into. I'll watch, a, I'll watch just highlights. I won't even watch all 22. I'll watch just highlights and be like, yep, that's Mahomes. Uh, trust me, I'll I'll start hitting the sour diesel. I'll start getting into the banana tangy. Sit back, watch Jordan Love Highlights on a repeat, Clockwork Orange style, and I'm going to be a fan if that happens. I'm going to be on board just like the rest of you. The two situations that will fuck the draft up for me is going to be if the Raiders take one, Justin Herbert. I don't think I'm alone here, but if they take Justin Herbert, I think that's like drafting another Car who was just a little bit more mobile, which I think we all agree Derek Carr should be more mobile, but that's not exactly what I want to take in the first round and be like, yep, that's the rest of my franchise. I think he has terrible field vision. There's a lot of people smarter than me and smarter than the person listening to this, uh, like PFF guys, um, guys from the Draft Network, people who really break down all 22, get paid to do it. They'll be like, dude, this guy does not see things happening on the field. I know Jeff Schwartz is doing his – He's doing his best. He's doing his best to not have uh, uh, Joey Harrington with the track background uh, slip too far in the draft. Uh, he <laughs> Jeff Schwartz, he was trying to say that maybe he was limited by the coach in Oregon, which is funny because I remember Jeff Schwartz talking about how uh, whatever Mario, whatever the hell the guy's name is, in Oregon is great all year. Great coach. Da-da-da. But Justin Herbert, I don't believe, was limited by anything. I think that they saw him limit himself. And we're like, hey, I got an athlete with a big arm. We got a lot of speed on this team. Um, he has a great offensive line in college, which he, he'd he be walking into a pretty good situation uh, like that. But I don't know, man. I don't really want to draft Derek Carr on a rookie contract. That's basically what you'd be doing. And, uh, you know, I, again, he's more mobile than Derek, Derek Carr. I think for him, like, ceiling is Ryan Tannehill and floor is Jake Locker. Maybe worse. So... You might have a different opinion, but that, that's the way I see it, and so I, I say no. The other person that would kill me in a in a in a disaster scenario, and and to a lot of this guy's on a lot of people's wish list. I don't see it. Not that I don't think he's good. I think this person is a productive player. I think this person will be a good player. They'll be good at what they do. Stop the run. Clog. You know, take double teams and stuff like that. I think this guy's going to be good at it. I don't want it. That's Derrick Brown out of Auburn. Uh, Again, I think Derrick Brown's going to be a good player. I think he might be a more sure thing at being a non-bust than a lot of players in this draft. But, man, it's it's 2020. You want to draft the guy who stops the run, which, holy shit, what is running the ball? I don't even know what that is. (laughs) The one thing I didn't give a shit about the Raiders getting better at in the offseason was stopping the run. I didn't care. I didn't care about it at all. Everything every person that i had on my free agent wish list, every person that i had on my draft wish list was about stopping the pass and scoring with the pass, right? wide receivers, um, quarterbacks, stuff like that. like people that i i thought were going to be good in in as help uh, people that i thought would be good additions to the raiders that could score and stop people from scoring. there we have jonathan hankins. and look, derek brown's probably better than jonathan hankins just a better player you compare the two isolated completely derrick brown's probably better but i think what they do for the for the team if you looked at a just a big model or a big uh thing of what the team does who's valuable the value between what Derek brown does for his team and the value between for what jonathan hankins would do for this team i don't think it'd be that different and people say oh man he's going to develop into like a fletcher cox type pass rusher that's cool but like i'd rather take javon kinlaw who already is a pass rusher Javon Kinlaw, you got to teach him how to stop the run, which, okay, maybe it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you have a guy who can bring the quarterback down and put pressure on third down. Uh, if you haven't been watching the Raiders the last few years, well, hmm, let's say last 20 years, I've seen pretty good first and second down defense from the Raiders. Third down, I have I just hold my breath and go, ah, I hope the quarterback doesn't see the wide open guy. Oh, I hope he throws it over the guy's head. Oh, I hope there's a holding penalty on on, on the offense. They don't get off the field on third down. Derrick Brown might not play on third down for most of his career. I like what he's going to become. I think uh, PFF had it right when they said he his ceiling is Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks rocks. But Akeem Hicks, more than anything, made Khalil Mack a better edge rusher, which, again, at 12 overall. Look, if this is third round, you could talk me into Derek Brown. You could talk me into Derek Brown in the third round second maybe second but the Raiders don't have a second so I I wouldn't want to like make something happen and take them in the second round you could talk me into that but I I gotta have a better pass rush a guy who can step in right now and rush the passer the Raiders stopped the run just fine last year we don't need Derek Brown so I'm alone on it I've been been in arguments on Twitter uh shout out shout out Eric my man Eric on Twitter I like talking to him he's a smart dude on the draft that's like one of the one guys we really him and CJ Henderson we differ on but Guy knows his stuff, man. He I, I he knows his stuff. I, I get what he's saying. He's not he's not wrong about the ceiling, but I'm tired of the ceiling, man. I just want I want the guy who comes in right now and can play. And uh ceilings are for later in the draft. Max Crosby last year was perfect thing. You see the guy's ceiling, you're like, look, man, I think we can get this guy to reach even 70% of what I think he can be. And he's gonna be valuable to this team. So I don't mind that, but at twelve, man, if, uh, if people are saying like it's going to be a steal or something. Oh man, if there, I hope there somebody takes Derek Brown in the top ten, and I don't even have to worry about it because I'm scared of that. That's that's one I'm scared at. The Herbert one is just kind of in the back of my mind, like just Raider PTSD kind of stuff. But Derek Brown scares me a little bit. He seems like kind of like a Gruden grinder type guy. A guy Gruden would be just shooting Peter North level ropes, you know? What I mean, all over his little table at his FFCA fired football coaches of America conference table, man, just, ah, I got to clean myself up, that type of stuff. Man, it scares me a little bit. So I say all this, and it's like, man, who knows what the hell they're going to do. I've talked myself into, like, 30 different scenarios with what the hell this team's going to do in the draft. I've talked myself into, hey, man, uh, Justin Jefferson at 12. That's going to happen then I'm like, oh, shit, Justin Jefferson only plays in the slot, really. He barely gets outside the hash marks in college. But he can play outside, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, do I want that? And it's like, ah, oh, who knows? Then I'm like, C.D. Lamb, oh, man, is he going to be there? Denver wants to trade up. Should we trade up? No, we shouldn't trade up. So I'm, I'm like, what the hell are they going to do? It's the years in the past where you see these Cleveland Farrell picks, DJ Hayden, where you you in the back of your head, you're like, I'm gonna have to talk myself into this up until September. I'm gonna have to talk myself into it. Funny thing is is we don't know when the season's actually gonna start. We might be talking to ourselves into this with no training camp, nothing. We might <laughs> you might get some crazy narratives uh into that. You know, we draft uh like say we draft like AJ Terrell or something and we're just we just keep watching the same AJ Troll highlights over and over and over again. And the debates, it's going to be – it's going to suck so bad that we don't even have training camp little Vine uh, I Instagram story clips to be like, oh, look, see, he can't cover. Oh, shit, he was covering Rico Gafford there. Can you believe it? The Rico Gafford. And then we could have those kind of takes. And uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know what's going to happen. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. I uh, – I do have PTSD from the last drafts. They, they don't – the last one that made the most sense to me when they made the pick and it was the guy I wanted them to pick, and it was a good pick. And people revise history with this guy a lot, but it was, it was Amari Cooper. Fourth overall, we thought we had a quarterback. I mean, we look, we have an out-league average quarterback. We thought he was something better. We said, hey, get him this number one receiver out of Alabama. A guy gets separation like nothing. He, he he gets separation, and then all of a sudden, Carr acted like he was allergic to him. And, and Cooper does disappear for a while, and then him and Carr and Crabtree always had more chemistry. But I, I think it was the right pick. I, th- there was no way you could tell me there was a better pick for them at the time. Even Leonard Williams, I he was great, and I, maybe there was some there was kind of some uh, debates on that. I remember, but Cooper was the guy. Other than that, man, it's just like. It feels like they're throwing fucking darts at a board, man. Like, just like, oh, it landed on Cleveland Farrell. Sweet. Oh, Carl Joseph. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh, at 14? Yeah, whatever. Ah, man, I I don't know what they're going to do. And you know who's not making life any easier right now? <laughs> I, I love the guy. He makes me laugh. I'm kind of a masochistic Raider fan. I, I do love the the dismay that we're in only, only for the sake that maybe one day, because I'm a warrior fan, there was that one day that holy shit, we won the title. All that shit was worth it in the past. And Josh Dubow is, is going to be the guy that's going to, that's going to just crush all that. Uh, but damn, man, he's been coming up with some crazy draft misses by the Raiders, man. The one, the one that they, that I forgot about was, uh, 19 years ago, this is Josh Dubow. Every every Raider fan hates this guy, man. But I, I like the guy. I'll, I'll go into it a little more. But his tweet today was, 19 years ago today, Raiders took Derrick Gibson, 28th overall. P.U. Gross. No. Not the right pick. The next eight picks, Ryan Pickett. He was solid. Reggie Wayne. Heard of him? Yep. Todd Heap. Yep. Yep, the Todd Heap. Drew Brees. <sighs> yeah, okay. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Quincy Morgan, I don't know about that, Kyle Vandenbosch was a good player, Algie Crumpler, Michael Vick to Algie Crumpler, to all you people younger than me that didn't get to see that connection, that was that was fun, Algie Crumpler was huge, man, Crumpler was an accurate last name, and Chad Johnson, dude, this happens all the time with the Raiders, man, the uh, 07 draft, I won't even get into that, Adrian Peterson and Patrick Willis, no big deal, right, Jamarcus Russell, Calvin Johnson. That was that was my guy, dude. I saw Cal- that year. That year, everybody was in on Russell. Russell was the guy. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Jamarcus Russell put on a fucking July Fourth pyrotechnic show against Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl. It was basically a home game, and he was just seventy yard bomb. Dwayne Bowes wide open. Ugh i remember glenn dorsey i think glenn dorsey was on that team too glenn dorsey was going crazy That team was, that team was a lot of a whole lot of underwhelming <laughs> maybe leron landry was on that team i can't remember if he wasn't if he was then that that's that was a nice pick but uh russell put on a pyrotechnic show everybody wanted him i i, I knew al davis wanted him just in my head i was like yep that's that's the raiders pick and uh the raiders were having one of their uh classic seasons where they flirted all year with the first overall pick and then pulled away at the last second i was like dude let's just get calvin johnson i remember notre dame opened up that year against uh georgia tech i believe it was at georgia tech and they would like show calvin johnson i was like oh wow they're like hey a guy you got to look out for you know keys to the game you got to stop calvin johnson i'm thinking oh okay cool he's an edge rusher right when we're just looking at him yeah that's an edge rusher yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get in max protect mode and stuff this guy looks like a beast I'm like oh no 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 he's a wide receiver yeah, no, he's, he's uh, oh, okay, a possession guy, right? Just a big contested catch guy. No, no, he'll just run by you, and then you can't do anything about it. So I, I figured, hey, that sounds like something I'd like for my team to get. Seems pretty cool. I don't believe uh, we had uh, quite the solidified receiving core at the time. I don't even remember what it was at that time. Uh, but yeah, jo- Josh Dubow loves to remind us of that stuff. And, and And one thing I will say, I don't get the hate for the guy. I understand that maybe it's kind of tone-deaf of him. And I think he knows what he's doing. I think he likes to troll. But, dude, there's one way to get him to stop doing this shit. And it's probably the thing that they haven't done in years, and it's it's winning. So winning cures it all. Winning makes John Gruden a mastermind. Winning makes uh, Mike Mayock look like Another mastermind, and it shuts Josh Dubow up. Josh Dubow then starts talking about, oh, wow, it's been forever since, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs breaks this rushing record this year. Oh, man, Uh, you'll you'll have no idea. Uh, Darren Waller is uh, tied Todd Christensen for this record. The Raiders haven't done that since 1984. Those are cool. You remember that in 2016? In 2016, it was awesome seeing all this stuff. It's like, oh, man, look at gas prices the last time uh, the Raiders had uh, 300 yards on – Passing and 200 yards rushing. Oh, man. Look at... uh, That was cool. So, like, when you suck, there's a lot of bad stats. And whatever his narrative is, I don't care. I don't think he really does it. I think he... When he got a lot of pushback for like dropping some stats, because he's kind of just a computer kind of like, well, well, let me just remind them of this. I he seems like one of those kind of guys, and you know he's the type of guy that when you're trying to like lie to a girl and you're just like, yeah, you know, I'm a grower, not a shower, and he's like, ah, that's that's a lie. You're actually three inches, and uh, that's at the best day of your life, and you've never had sex. He's that type of guy, but he's not wrong usually. So, actually, he prides himself on being like extra right <laughs> so leave josh dubois alone let's just fucking win some games How about that all right josh dubois i got your back josh dubois ap I'm a, I'm a fan uh keep up the hard work uh we'll try to give you some better stats so you can remind us of stuff if you're still hating after that then i'm then fuck you but you know uh all right what, are we, what the hell are we gonna do in this first round what the hell is Mike Mayock slash John Gruden going to do? Who is in charge? Also, I don't think I've ever gotten the definitive a definitive answer. I think Vic Tafer his, again, I, I pretty much resort to him, except for the Khalil Mack trade. He's got a lot of other stuff right. He he thinks that, that Gruden makes all the picks. At least Mayock does all the scouting, brings Gruden all the information, but Gruden has final say. If Gruden wants rugs, we take rugs. Doesn't matter if Mike Mayock has a C.D. Lamb T-shirt on in the fucking Zoom meeting, and he's like, he's wearing a C.D. Lamb Oklahoma jersey, like, "Hey, John, does this look good on me? What if this was in silver and black, man?" And then uh, John Gruden's like, "Yeah, we're taking rugs. Fuck off. I'm gonna fucking chloroform your ass again. Don't talk." Maybe that happens. But maybe, maybe Mike Mayock, maybe the leash. Maybe it's one of those like, you know, one of those things where it's like. You got like straight A's. Your curf- curfew got extended. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's that type of thing. Like hey, last year it's a good draft. I like the guys you got for me, Mike. This year, unless I see something glaringly wrong, I'm gonna stay out of this. Maybe that's happening. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's not set in stone. I remember the classic quote, Mike Mayock said, "Well, John's in charge. This is John's show." Yeah, maybe at the time, but I don't. I still don't know if Mike Mayock is like, "Let me leave this awesome job." Where I get to just watch film, give takes, make a lot of money, not get fired if I'm wrong. Um, I get to just be at the draft for free, just fire takes off, um, comment on how big guys' asses are on the O-line, and uh, come up with kind of homoerotic terms for them. Hey, whatever. Why would he just leave that if he wasn't in charge? So that's the other question I have, and I haven't got an answer to that. And I, I look, I understand people that think Gruden makes all the picks, and I'm I'm kind of with you. But I don't think he makes the picks. I think it's just like if he's if Mayock's just like this, and he's like, whoa whoa whoa, what the fuck, dude? Thought we were taking this guy. Gruden's just like buffalo wild wing sauce all over his mouth. He's like, what? We're not taking that. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what. <laughs> I don't know who's in charge. It's tough to say because Mike Mayock doesn't isn't from another team, so we don't know his draft history. This is his draft history. It's starting it, so it's not like Gettleman, where it's like Gettleman could be hiding in a Bobby Valentine mustache and pair of glasses on some team staff, not knowing about him. But then you draft like everybody that's over three hundred pounds in the draft, and then they're like, "Oh, this reeks of Gettleman." No one has that take about Mayock because we don't know. We know his like draft takes. It's another reason why I think Marcus Mariota is high why why everybody's high on Mariota in the organization is cuz I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden both had man crushes on him more than Winston. They had both had him over Winston. So I'm thinking that they do see eye to eye on like a lot of stuff. At least can kind of come to a compromise on it. Cuz I, I don't think I think Mike Mayock's earning a little bit more trust. It's still John's show. I mean, nobody's going to I think John has 1000% control over like roster cuts and things like that like once once after the draft it's like it is John's show I would say that but I think you left the draft at least up to me like to give him a board to go off of and then maybe like Gruden works off that board and says like hey what can we take this guy and Mike's like yeah I love that guy he's on my board so thinking maybe it works like that but yeah who knows man who knows I'm just I'm just speculating I, I just want it to be Thursday already man Watch that Jordan documentary. I felt like I watched a live sport. I started sweating. I felt like I burned calories. It was beautiful. I'm ready for this draft. So uh I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do, but I, I gotta give at least a pick. I, I want them to pick twice in the first round. I gotta have that fifth year option. You got first two first round picks for a reason. There's no reason to trade into the second. I don't mind picking pick thirty-two in the first, but take two first round picks. So I do believe they're gonna pick two times in the first. <clears throat> They pick three times. I didn't think they were going to pick three times in the first last year. I thought they were going to trade out of the last one. But maybe they just didn't have any takers, and they got their guys. So uh, I think they're going to play around with pick 19. But to me, I think that C.D. is the guy. C.D. Lamb is, is the guy at 12. I think they're going to stand pat, and I think that they're pretty confident that he'll be there. So I'm going to pick C.D. Uh, I thought about C.J. Henderson, um, and I thought about even Fulton there. But I think it's going to be CD, and I think that they're going to find a way to get Jalen Johnson with that. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be at 19, but I think they're going to find a way to try to trade back a little bit. Try to get a second, maybe a fourth, third-round pick so they can play around with that and get into the second. But I think, they, I think Jalen Johnson's the guy. I think... I'm not a, I'm not a, like, a massive Jalen Johnson fan. I think he's a little over-aggressive, but I think he's, a guy, he's the guy. They're going to want their corners to tackle. Not a huge requirement out of my corners. I, I'd rather you cover, but I think it's going to be like a Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney kind of guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jeff Gladney as well. I'm going to go C.D. Lamb and Jalen Johnson. Maybe I'll be right. Who knows? Um, that's going to be it for me. I just wanted to get a few uh, pre-draft takes off. This is just for the first round. Uh, I will have a second episode coming out after the first round going to analyze the picks. I can't tell you what kind of mood I'm going to be in. Um, And then probably just go into maybe who's left on the board, who's going to be, who's available. Uh, Maybe we have some more picks we didn't have right now. So maybe there's some more analysis to go into that. Uh, You can follow me on, uh, on Twitter at Glenn Rockney. That's G L E N R O C K N E Y. And, uh, Yeah, just uh, let's go Raiders. Jeez, man, I'm nervous.